praise the Lord. Let's just confess that song. Let's lay our lights before God. I say, Father, we declare there is none beside you. You are God all by yourself. And this morning, as a church, as a family, as individual, we lay our lives before you, oh God. And we declare you are the only God of our lives. And only you are we going to worship. Because only you die for our sins. We honor, we adore you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, chosen vessels. Good morning, church. You can have your seat. Good morning. I know we have a great week. And today is the last Sunday of the month. Our church is looking so different and so beautiful. And I have beautiful people. Let's give it up for the family life. Let's give it up to them. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. This morning, I'll be sharing the word. I want to thank my pastor, Apostle Richard Udo, for the opportunity and the grace to come. And I want to thank Reverend Edith for believing in me so much. Thank you so much, Ma. And for family life, thank you dearly for this opportunity. So before we go on, let's rise up on our feet and take our Bible confession. The Bible confession. Say, this is my Bible. It is God's inerrant and unchanging world. It is my most valuable earthly possession. It's a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The Bible, I hide his words in my heart that I might not sin against God. The Bible is God talking to me personally. I will therefore listen to it carefully and do it fully. And I will internalize it in my life by doing these four things. I will know it in my head by diligent study. I will store it in my heart by memorization and meditation. I will show it in my life by obeying it, by doing his teachings. And I'll sow it in my world by being a witness. Hereafter, I will never be the same. Never, never, never. In the name of Jesus, for his honor and glory, both now and forevermore. Amen. Hallelujah. We'll be doers of the word in Jesus' name. Let's pray together. For this cause, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth derives his name, that out of his glorious riches, he will give unto us this morning, even as we listen to the word, the spirit of wisdom and understanding in the knowledge of him. I pray, O oh God, that this morning our eyes of understanding will be enlightened. We will know what God has freely given unto us in the world and will become doers of the world. And hereafter, the blessing of God will come upon our life because we begin to walk in obedience and we are willing, we are obedient to shall eat the good of the land. Holy Spirit of God, I commit my tongue into you this morning and I commit the ears of everyone listening to me, both online and on site. That Lord, in the name of Jesus, will have a receptive heart in the name of Jesus. That the word will come into our life and you come with power in the name of Jesus Christ to go. That Lord, at the end of the day, Lord Jesus, what you intend for every family, what you intend for the Father's house church and everyone connected to this house, oh God, will be neutralized in our life in the name of Jesus. And the glory alone will be yours, oh God. For in Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Please let me welcome somebody. She said, welcome to church. So welcome to the last day of the family month. Hallelujah. We've been hearing, hearing so much talk, so much teaching, so much of the word of God concerning family. And today is the last day. And you know in the evening something good will be happening. After we listen to the word of God, then we'll come and feast in the evening. Hallelujah. So my topic today is still the winning family. 
the winning family. And our text, the theme for the month is winning family. My message today, the title is the winning family. And our text, our theme text is taken from Genesis chapter 18 and verse 19. Genesis 18, 19. It is God talking here. So I'll read from here. Say, I have singled him out. God was talking about Abraham. Say, I have singled Abraham out so that he would direct his sons and their families to keep the way of the Lord and do what is right and just. Then I will do for him all that I have promised him. Under translation, yeah, this one, this KJV says, for I have known him. God know Abraham. God know Abraham. Our title is the winning family. You know, for, for us to declare a winning family, it means there is a battle that we have fought, that we are fighting, that we yet fight. That's why we are declared winning. That's why it's called a winning family. What's this battle that we are fighting? What's the fight that we are fighting? Like if you go back to the beginning, like the men who told us this morning, when God created family, family came before the destruction, before the fall of men. God has created family. And the intention of God is for family to live together in peace, love, and unity. It's for the family to replicate what, is, what has happened in heaven, here and on earth. Just like there is peace, there is joy in heaven. The intention of God is that he created human beings in his own image. And he wants us to replicate God. Our family should be like God. You know, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, they are one. Even the angels, they are one. But then the devil came. When he saw so much power that God has given to man, when he saw so much authority that God has given to man, the devil came and said, no way, these people can't have it. And what did he do? He went to the garden. Like we saw in the book of Timothy. He went and he deceived Eve. Adam was there. Adam was not deceived. But he consented. And he sold that to the devil. They said he committed a high treason. What God has given unto him. You know, when God created the heaven and the earth, he made man to be in charge. He gave everything to man. And so when the devil came, a man disobeyed. But obey God. That power that God has given unto man, the devil gave it back to the devil. That was what it means. So if you check Second Corinthians 4, 4, the Bible said the devil is the God of this world. Before that time, it was Adam that was the God of this world. It was Adam that was ruling. And so the devil went and snatched from the hand of man what God has given, the power, the authority, the domination for man to live in those earth. The devil came and he stole it from the hand of man. And man gave it to him. So since that time, up till now, it has been battle, battle, battle. But praise God. Somebody say praise God. The Bible says Jesus Christ he was talking. He said all authority in heaven and on earth has been given unto him. Even though the first Adam lost out, the second Adam did not lose out. He held on to us and he fought the victory. He didn't fight the victory for himself. He fought it for the church and he said we should go in his name. So we have a battle to fight. We are not fighting out from the losing fight, from the losing side, but we are fighting from the winning side. Why? Because Jesus has defeated the devil on our behalf. Hallelujah. He said we are, we, are, we are more than conqueror to him that loves us. But you see, because we are still in this world, and because the devil is the God of this world, there are things that we need to be enforced. We need to take the victory of Jesus and stand on it. I say, this is what the, Jesus Christ said concerning my family. So devil, your hand can't be in this family. So we are told, 1 Timothy 6, 12, he said we should fight the good fight of faith. We should lay hold on eternal life. We should fight the good fight of faith. So there's a fight for us to fight. But thank God, like I said before, we are fighting this battle, not from the losing side, but we are enforcing what Jesus has given unto us. So we'll come and stand and say, Jesus, you have given this to us. And we'll tell the devil, you know, the ministry of the devil, John 10, 10b, like Jesus says, he came to steal, to kill, 
and to destroy. That is what the devil wants to do for each family. That's intention. He wants to kill us. He wants to steal our joy. And the end of the day, he wants to destroy us so that we can go to hell. But thank God, Jesus has defeated him. And so the text that we read before, talking about Abraham. God said, I know Abraham. And our theme for, the text for this theme is Genesis 8, 19. God said, I know Abraham because he will single out his family. He will teach his family to follow after me. And if you look at the life of Abraham, in the Old Testament, all through, his name will keep ringing. If you check the gospel, his name kept ringing. And if you look into the New Testament, the epistles that we are living now, the Abraham was just there. He was being called the father of faith. He's the father of many nations. And so what did he actually do? That made God to talk so much about Abraham and that made God to stand in a congregation like this and say, I know Abraham, for he would direct his family to follow after me. What did he do? Let's check in the Bible. Let's see what Abraham did. The first thing, God knew Abraham. As a father, as individual, did God know you? Sometimes I will... Sometimes I go and do evangelism and I'll ask, do you know God? I know God though. I'll ask, how do you know him? They'll be good. About God, did God know you? Check your heart. Do you know, dog? can God testify and say, I know this person. I know that person. Can God say, I know Kolade for he would direct his family to follow after me. Does God know you? Abraham know God very well. And God also know Abraham. Another thing that God, Abraham did that made God so much talk about him. If you Genesis chapter 19 from verse 1. The Bible told us that in the, cool, in the heat of the day, Abraham was sitting by his tent and then he had a visitor. They said angels came unto him in the cool of the day. They were talking to him and see, Abraham eh, is a gatekeeper of his house. He's a gatekeeper. I remember so many, so many years ago, when we used to do a 21 days vigil. There was a particular month, I think it was March of that year, I can't remember which year, and Apostle taught us about gates. What gate her? And I got to know that gate is a place where decision has been taken. Gate is the entrance into the city. Abraham is a gatekeeper of his house. Abraham is the priest of his house. What does a priest do? A priest will stand and intercede on behalf of man and God. So the father in the house will stand and intercede for his family. Stand and intercede for his wife, for his children. Telling them about God. Abraham was a prophet of his house. Of his, of his house. He speaks to his family. He prophesied into his. That was me to prophesy. To say to declare the mind of God. Abraham declared the mind of God. Abraham is the provider. The man who that we read today said he would have not provide for his family. He was an infidel. Abraham was not an infidel. Abraham did not deny faith. He was even actually called the father of faith. Abraham provides for every member of his family. Hallelujah. Abraham is a teacher. He teaches people. He teaches his family to know him. Can't you see life? Let's look at that, that Eliza, Eliza of Damascus. When Abraham asked him to go get a wife for Sarah, when he was going, he got to a place. He said, let the God of my master, Abraham, granted me success. So Abraham teaches family, not only his own biological children, everyone that stays around Abraham, know the God of Abraham. See Lot, when the angel came and wanted to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, Abraham too, Lot was seated at the tent. He was also a gatekeeper of his house. How did he get it? Abraham taught his family. Fathers, are you teaching your family? Are you taking your place as a gatekeeper in your home? Please, you need to rise up. We need to do it. Because the Bible says, whatever we allow here on earth will be allowed in heaven. So as a father, you will stand. It's whatever you allow in your house that will come to pass. It's whatever you dictate that will happen. And you do this in the place of prayer by being a gatekeeper in your home. Hallelujah. Another thing that Abraham did was that Abraham had a spirit of discernment. When he received those visitors, he knew they were not ordinary visitors. 
He knew they were not. And he, he understands timing. And he can do this because he communed with God. See, we can get to know the mind of God in the place of prayer. He was, a, he was a spiritual man. He was a supernatural man. You see, he was deliberate about living for God. Fathers, are you deliberate about living for God? Mothers, are you deliberate about living for God? We must be deliberate about our life. Our intention must be make, make clear. Another thing Abraham did that made God to so much talk about him is that Abraham recognized the place of his wife. He does. He recognized the place of his wife. Abraham recognized the place of his wife. If you just Genesis chapter 18, chapter 6 and 9, when he got the visitor, the Bible says he quickly went into the tent and tell Sarah, Sarah, quick, prepare this meal for them. Prepare, I need you to quickly prepare a meal. We have a guest. And then when Abraham and those people were talking, even though Sarah was inside, she was not actually inside. The Bible says she was behind Abraham in the tent. So she was, Abraham, Sarah was hearing what was being communicated. He was behind his wife. And it's because the husband allowed her to stay behind him. That's how she could stay there. So Sarah was, uh, Abraham gave honor and respect. He respected the office of his wife. He gave honor to his wife. Husbands, please do it in all your power to give honor to respect. Let's check this scripture. 1 Peter chapter 3 and 7. 1 Peter 3, 7. Let me read here. I want to read from NLT. Say, in the same way, you husbands, you must give honor to your wives. Treat her with understanding as you live together. She may be weaker than you, but she's your equal partner in God's gift of life. If you don't treat her well as you should, your prayers will be hindered. Your prayers will not be heard. You see, all through the scripture, if you check, God says you hear our prayer. Jeremiah 33, he said, before you even speak, I know what you want. God, and 1 John 5, 14, say, he's done that here, our prayer. But here, the Bible is telling us that what can hinder the prayer of man and woman is if the man will not give his respect to, the, to his wife. He said, treat her as equal partner because we are both heads of salvation. And when you do that, your prayers will be answered. Hallelujah. Also, Sarah, recognize the place of her husband. Is, 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 is a two-way. It's complete. Give, I give. Take, I take. Sarah also recognized the place of her husband and gave honor to him. You know when that story in Genesis 18, when Lord, the Lord told Abraham that where is your Sarah? Where is your wife Sarah? Abraham replied that he's in the tent. And God said, by this time next year, she's going to have a child. Then Sarah laughed to herself and said, me, that I'm old. And even my husband, my master, he said, if nobody was hearing now, it was just in her heart that was communion. He said, ah, me, I'm old now. I even passed the child. Please, she has even entered menopause, far, far, far menopause. And she now said, after she talked about herself, she looked at her and said, my husband, my master, my lord. But this time, is there any pleasure in the, want to have sex anymore? Is she recognize her husband? Wives, are you recognizing your husband? Let's read the first Peter 35. He said, that is the way the holy men of, the women of old made themselves beautiful. The women of old made themselves beautiful. Why? They trusted God and accepted the authority of their husband. So that means for a wife to trust God, for you to declare that you trust God as a wife, you must honor your husband. You must accept the authority of your husband. For instance, Sarah obeyed her husband Abraham when she called him her master. You are daughters. Man, you do what is right. Without fear of what your husband might do. You see, this fear is not a fear of fear. It's a fear of love, reference, giving honor. 
to your husband. Give you honor to your husband. See, you become beautiful inside. And when you are beautiful inside, you see, they say you are what you eat. There's a popular thing that you are what you eat. So if you, be, if, you, if, you be, if you trust and obey your husband, if you give reverence and honor to your husband, not out of fear, but out of because you trust God, you'll be beautiful inside. They will radiate out of your life. Even without makeup, you'll be so beautiful because your inner, inner man is beautiful. You are doing what God wants us to do. What again does Abraham do that made God to so much respect him and testify concerning him and committed the whole nations of the world into his hands. So he said, by you, all the nations of the heads might be blessed. That's the promise that God gave to Abraham. What did Abraham do again? See, Abraham trained his children to follow his God. Abraham trained his children to follow his God. You know, God, when he had Ishmael, God gave him a command that circumcised all the male child in your house. At this time, it was believed that Ishmael was around 13 years old. He wasn't a small boy. He was around 13 years old. And the father went to meet Ishmael. God said, we should circumcise. Oh yeah, pull off. Oh yeah, lie down. Let me cut you. And he did hug. He said, daddy, knife. No, you can't do that to me. Oh. Abraham made his children to obey him. And so when he went to Ishmael, with that struggle, he was able to circumcise Ishmael. And that one that baffles me. We all talk about the sacrifice of Abraham and how God loved him because he sacrificed his son. We always look onto the side of the father. But have you ever looked at the side of Isaac? At that time, I read, I read somewhere that, that Isaac was between 12 and 35 years old. They cannot really specify. Some say he's 35, some say he was 25, some say 12. But the record is that he was between 12 and 35 years old. And they went to go and, he went to go and sacrifice Isaac. When they were going, they got to a particular place. And Abraham separated his slaves from him and his son. He said, wait here. Me and the lad will go and wash it. They will come back to you. Then Abraham, I want to believe Abraham carried the wood, put it on Isaac's head. The knife and the fire. And as they climbed the mountain, they were going. At a point, Isaac asked, Daddy, I've seen the fire. I've seen the knife. I've seen the wood. Where is the sacrificial lamb? Where is the lamb for sacrifice? He told me something. That before then, Isaac have seen his father. Isaac and the father and the whole family have done sacrifice to their God. Abraham had taught his children the dictate of God, the precept of how to follow this God. And so he has raised the knife and God told him, don't worry my son. Jehovah himself will provide for himself a lamb. So that means before that time, Isaac has also known God to be a God that provides. Because he never argued with his father again. They went ahead to the mountain. And when they got to the place where God showed him, <laughs> Abraham took Isaac. The Bible says he bound his hand, bind his leg. As he was binding, Isaac not said, Daddy, are you, are you, are you, I'm not getting it, Dad. I'm not getting it. Like our children want to tell us this is. I don't know what, we want to, you want to do what? Me? Be your sacrifice, be your lamb? He brought, Isaac never argued with God. He never argued with his father. Because when children argue with God, they actually argue with God. Without questioning, Isaac obeyed his father. They lay him on the wood. He has even closed his eyes with his hand. I want to imagine because I know how the way they used to kill cow and ram and all those things. Close his eyes and carry the knife. Put on his neck to just cut. And God said, hold it there. Don't do it. Abraham taught his children to follow after God. Abraham taught his children to follow after God. See, if you want to be a successful father, if you want to be a successful parent, what you need to do is to, is to ensure that Ephesians 6 is practiced in your home. What does it say? Children, obey your father. Obey your mother. Give honor to authority. Give honor to those that are in authority. When you do that, eh, that's the only promise from the Ten Commandments that God gave with a promise. 
with a promise, not a condition of punishment, but a promise too that you will live long. So I get it that so if I can train my children well, I don't have to pray for them that ah, my child will not die. My children will not die. He will live. No, I don't have to pray that prayer. Because when I obey the word, when I obey the instruction of the Lord, definitely my children are going to live long. And children, it means that when you obey your parents, we are going to live long. You will live long. That's what the Bible says. Abraham ensure that his family obey him. Obey him. Hallelujah. So I see that as a parent, as a husband, as a wife, for us to continually have a winning family, we must lay hold of eternal life. We must fight a good fight of faith. And I come to realize, you know, living this life is not actually doing those uh, precepts of God. might not really be easy for the flesh. But you know something? Jesus made it better for us to live. He gave us a commandment. John chapter 15. Jesus taught us how we can live and obey all these commandments so that we can inherit the promise he has given unto us. John chapter 15. I read from 12 to 13. John 15. 12 to 13. He said, this is my commandment. That you love one another. Just I have loved you. This is my commandment. That you love one another. Just as I have loved you. Ina said, greater love had no any man than this. No one has greater love. No one has shown stronger affection than to lay down your life for your own friends. There is no greater love than to lay your life for your own friends. How do you want to do it? Not on your own flesh. Not on your own strength. For the Bible says, by strength shall no man prevail. But you lean on Jesus. He has made it easy for us. See, as a New Testament believer, we don't have to go and follow Exodus, what the, the Ten Commandments. No. God, Jesus Christ has comprised this into one. And what is it? Love people like I've loved you. How did Jesus love us? The Bible says, while we're yet sinners, Christ died for us. We're still sinners, so Christ died for us. I read the book of Revelation that Jesus was a lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. So even before Adam and Eve fell, God knew they were going to fall. God knows it might not be easy for you to follow him. He has slain his son. He has killed his son. He's the blood of his son has pushed you for your sin. What do you need to do? Just say yes to that love of Jesus. And by the time you say yes to the love of Jesus, and the love of Jesus is being shared abroad in your heart, I'm telling you, loving your wife will be so easy. Loving your husband will be so easy. Submitting to one another in reference will be so easy. Why? Because you're not doing it on your own strength. You just look onto what Jesus has done for you. Why we are yes sinners. He died for us. It's a greater love than for a man to lay down his life for his friends. So that means it's not look, your life is not going to be about yourself. It's going to be about the other person. It won't be about you anymore. It's about to see the good in that other person. To see the good in your partner. To see the good in your parents. In your parents. To see the good in your children. That is what will be your ultimate desire. So you're going to consciously and deliberately walk in the love of Jesus. You consciously and deliberately walk in the love of Jesus. How do you walk in the love of Jesus? By just saying yes to Jesus. So it's not, it's not difficult though. It's not like the day of Abraham where they have to put the wood on Isaac to go and make a sacrifice. No. The Bible says we should present our body as a living sacrifice. We, we become a living sacrifice for God. And when you are being sacrificed, no one is there when they sacrifice those days and they kill the ram. The ram no longer lives now. And it's the people that the ram belongs to God. So now you have been sacrificed. You don't live your whole life anymore. The life you now live, you live in faith by, by Jesus Christ whom God has given to take, a, to take your place. So that's how to make all this thing easy. We have the love of Jesus in our hearts. And the Bible says, like First uh, Peter 4 says, he says, above all things, have intense and unfailing love 
for one another. For love covers over a multitude of sins. Love forgives. Love disregards the offenses of others. Love does not wait to see, yes, to see what he has done for me. Because I want to take off. No. Love will just say, make excuses for others. Give allowance to people. Okay, you are expecting him to come. He has not come. Give excuses. Why, has, why is he not here? See, I check. Sometimes I, 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 I read the post that people do. I read the story of that woman that was chasing after the clinic of, of, his, of his husband. See, if there is love in the home, hmm? if the love of justice is in our heart, honestly, I would not have fear that my, my husband is cheating, after, cheating on me. Because he won't do it. Why will he not do it? Because the love of Jesus Christ is in his, in his heart. And I believe the best of him. He won't cheat. I won't cheat. You won't begin to, want to begin to check your husband's phone, that what is in there. The Bible says love covers over a multitude of sin. You won't look at the offense. By the time you don't look at the offense, honestly, you will not see it. It is what you look at that you see. If you don't look at it, you will not see it. It is what you give your ear to hear. If you don't hear evil, I read in the book of Exodus, maybe Proverbs, because I can't get it now, that if you listen too much in your house, you will hear your servant cursing you. But if you choose not to listen to it, you will not hear it. You will choose not to listen to it, you will not hear it. It is what you give your heart to. You know, the Bible says where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. Where is your treasure? Is it loving your husband? Then your treasure will be there. Is it honoring your wife? Then your treasure will be there. Is it seeing that your children are doing well? Is the children seeing that the parents are doing well? That's where your love heart will be. And everything will go well with all of us. Everything will go well with all of us. I want to enjoy us this morning. Let the love of God, let uh, John 15, let it be our watchword. Greater love has no man than this, than for a man to lay down his life for his friends. And let's obey this commandment. No, those ten commandments have become one. Say, love your neighbor as I have loved you. Let's begin to love how Jesus has loved us. I want us to close our eyes and begin to talk to God this morning. Truly, truly, truly. We have been coming from the 1st of October till now. We've been hearing the winning family, the winning family. Are you doing anything for your family to become a winner? We have been taught we have to fight. For you to win, you must fight. And the only fight as a Christian that we have to fight is to fight a good fight of faith. To lay hold on to eternal life. So what is this eternal life? To knowing Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. Believing that God sent Jesus into this world to die for your sin. And accepting him as the Lord of your life. And begin to live a Christian life. What is a Christian life? All through the last month, Apostle was teaching us about the fruit of the Spirit. That's a Christian life. That's a Christian life. But I want you to begin to talk to God. Check your heart. Is the love of God dominating my life? Or am I living in Eros love? Uh, Pastor Shola taught us two Sundays ago about different kind of love. But the best of the best of the best of the best of the love is the love of God. Is the love of Jesus. Because that love does not want you to sin. It does not want you to fall. The love is ensuring that you live for God. The love is ensuring that you get all that you need for your life. I want us to begin to pray. That Lord, from today, oh God, let the love of my let the love of God, let the love of Jesus be evidence in my life. It means showing others that I love them, not as I've not as I want to love them, because my own love is selfish. It's about how me and myself. That's a human love. But the love of Jesus is about you. The love of Jesus is all about you. The, the love that Jesus has for you is about you. So the love that you should have for yourself, that you should have your far from family, is about the love of Jesus. The love of Jesus. The love of Jesus. And if you are here, hey. You have not really surrendered your life to Jesus Christ. Hmm. The Bible says, behold, I come quickly and my reward is with me to give to everyone as is this are going to be. Don't postpone it though. Today might be the day of salvation. Tomorrow, tomorrow might be too late because nobody knows about tomorrow. Let's begin to round our, 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 our prayer by praying a deliberate prayer for ourselves that Lord, 
let the love of Jesus, let it abound more and more in my life. Lord, let the love of Jesus, let it abound more and more in my life. Let it abound more and more in my life. So is there anyone that you want to commit your life to Jesus this morning? You want to say, Father, I can't run this race by myself. I want to confess you as my Lord and personal Savior. If I have anyone, please, can I see by the show of hand? You want to surrender the lordship of your life to Jesus Christ so that you can begin to live the love of Jesus. On online, somebody is waiting for you. If you are there, you want to enjoy this life of Jesus Christ. You want to have a winning family. It all starts with God. It starts with God. God in the middle. God at the tail end. It's all about God. So, Lord, we commit the heart of everyone this morning unto you. Both we that we are here and those that are watching online. That, Father, at the end of the day, we will not lose you in Jesus' name. And our family from now on, because we know what to do to have a winning family. That will begin to win. We begin to fight the good fight of faith. We begin to lay hold of to eternal life. We begin to live the life of Jesus. That people will begin to say, who are those people in Father's house? They are so different. That's our desire, Lord. For in Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. The Lord bless us in Jesus' name.